People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit redbarninc.com slash coupon to save a dollar off your first can. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations That Heal. On next week's Conversations That Heal, I'm talking about surrendering. Surrendering to the universe. Surrendering to the tug of war that we feel when we are trying to hide or control our feelings. Today on Conversations That Heal, I'm very excited to bring this topic to you. And we're going to be talking about our sexual energy to create a joyful life. This topic is a little different than what you might be thinking. Our guest is going to be showing us how it's all tied together. Our self-love, our self-compassion, our mindset, and our sexual energy that to live a fulfilling life in and out of the bedroom. I'm your host. Susan Jacoby. Our guest, Antonia Hall, is the award-winning best-selling author of The Ultimate Guide to a Multi-Orgasmic Life. Ms. Hall is a self-improvement expert, spiritual teacher, and artist. She holds a BA in psychology and an MA at the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. To learn more about her, You can visit her website, which is Antonia Hall, A-N-T-O-N-I-A-H-A-L-L.com. Welcome, Antonia, to Conversations at Heal. Thank you for being with us. How are you today? Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm doing well. Thank you. Could you explain to us how you found your purpose, your calling to become an author, uh, a self-improvement expert and and even an artist uh, to give us a chance to get to know you a little bit? It's a wonderful question. So I followed what was a passion for myself. I fell in love with books and words at a very young age, and I indulged in voracious reading and writing very naturally followed. And the more that I found tools to use in my life, that I found really helped to improve my life and empower me, the more I wanted to share those with others, my friends and my readers. I had a blog uh, about 10 years ago for seven years or such. And so the writing just naturally unfolded in my desire to share with people the information that I was finding and these tools that just were so transformative. That really illustrates the power of writing. So many people talk about it. And I think if you're not uh, familiar with it, you haven't done it, it might sound like a, yeah, 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 you know, I'm over it. But your story really illustrates how powerful writing can be. It's such an incredible tool. It speaks volumes. And I think that it can pass through to the heart at this deep level when you're sharing something that has passion for you. I absolutely agree with that. What motivated you to write The Ultimate Guide to a Multi-Orgasmic Life? 
I mean, was it a specific incident? Was it you talked about a group of friends? Was there a particular topic that you were all talking about? It was, again, part of a natural unfolding for me. I've always been intrigued with sexuality. It's an inherent part of our nature. I was fortunate to have been raised for some of my formative years in the Netherlands, in Holland. And sexuality has been expressed there in a more natural way. It's just kind of understood in the European culture, Western European culture, that it's a natural part of being human. And so I very fortunately was raised with that. And then I saw in the United States when I came here in my teen years that there was a really big discrepancy in that natural inherent place and the way that sexuality was being expressed and seen and spoken about. When I went to grad school, I had been using a bunch of tools and I knew how powerful they were. And I knew that the body, I'd come to learn that the body is capable of so much pleasure. And so they said, what do you want to focus on? And I said, this, I want to be able to help people learn these tools that I've learned are so incredible for not just the bedroom, but every area of our lives. I'm intrigued to have this conversation with you. And, you know, isn't it funny how our lives work out? It's like no accident that you were raised in the Netherlands and, and then came over here because you, I'm sure you bring a whole fresh, different mindset to the topic than most Americans could. Yeah, I think that there's such a discrepancy between what we're told we should feel about sexuality and the way that we actually feel. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So I, I want to set the stage a little bit, and could you explain to us the definition of, well, not so much the definition, but this idea of multiple and full-body orgasms and, and how anyone can have them? Yeah, so... Full-body orgasms, we tend to have our orgasms be very localized. In actuality, any part of our body can become a multi-orgasmic part of our, our system. When you learn to move that potent sexual energy that's at the base of the spine into your body, and this can be done with breath work, and it can be done with energy work and some muscles, and it just creates this incredible full-body orgasm. And for women, it's this multiple, I mean, wow, it's like putting us on a charger. We're so ripe for pleasure. And you can move that energy through and have these waves of orgasms. And for men, it's learning to differentiate between orgasm and that ejaculation because they're two different functions, and we think of them as one. And bringing that instead of outward, inward into his body so that he can have that orgasm expanded in his body and then keep going if he wants to. That's great. I'm I'm glad that we went over that. I think that we've set the stage here really well to have this conversation. I have read Antonia's book, and I highly encourage you to, to pick it up because it's an easy read and she gives you um, exercises which are a nice break and, and gives you things to really think about. Um, obviously, we can't go over the whole book in our time together. So I was thinking that um, it would be nice to get the listeners gently involved into the book. 
in the first chapter, you you talk about journaling, like what we are just talking about, and the importance of setting up your routine um, that that will serve your journey mm-hmm. to the the multiple full body orgasms, but also bringing in the self love, um, for, forgiveness, and all that stuff. And could you go in a little more detail about why? journaling is so important for the exploration of our our cells, our bodies, our everything about us? There are a few ways that journaling can really make a difference in your life. For one, if you just do stream of conscious writing and get all of that stuff out of your head, you can learn a lot about yourself. And what's when you go back over and read it, whether it's about your day. I mean, it doesn't even need to be necessarily something you find to be the most pertinent, important thing. You just write, just blah, 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 blah. And if you look at that over time, over a week, over a couple of weeks, you start seeing these patterns of where your mindset and focus is and what might be holding you back and where you could be growing and expanding, what has passion, what could be holding you back. And another really amazing tool is to write down your dreams. And again, it gives you insight into a different mindset and that subconscious level. And it just can be a great mirror for learning about yourself. Without uh, prying, because I I don't want to do that. And I and I'm very conscious about respecting boundaries. I'm wondering if you could give us an example of uh, maybe a client that you worked with uh, who what they found was like one thing holding them back. My my intent in asking this question is to give our listeners an idea of, of uh, not so much that they would have that same thing, but mm-hmm. how it would show up in their lives. I think that's an important question, and I would say that that a lot of us are dealing with similar issues, whether it's fear of success, fear of failure, maybe both at the same time. There are some really similar common threads that hold us back. Our belief system is so, so important. And I'm sure you saw that I have a bunch of chapters on looking at mindset because it can get in the way of both the bedroom and everyday life and leading that rich, juicy, delicious life that we all deserve. We all deserve a fulfilling life. There are a lot of voices that can get in the way of, I don't deserve this, I'm not worthy, um, and we can trip ourselves up. When you're looking at your own writings, you can start seeing where you might have these voices that could be getting in the way, whether it's that you're afraid to be seen or that you're afraid, you know, and soften these fears that get in the way. And so it kind of allows you a glimpse into that. And the more that you just kind of, I recommend, you don't have to even write. You could write in poetry. You could draw in your journal Uh, I like to do mixed medium and, you know, whatever appeals in that moment. The more that you can just express yourself in that way, the more you're getting a glimpse into your subconscious. When you said that, I was getting this image in my mind about called the inner critic or or that's not what you called it, but, you know, this voice that likes to 
uh, control us or sabotage mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first when you're writing, I can, if you look at it like a little troll or a gremlin or, or something like that, I could see where it would like want to hide. And they're like, oh, you're not going to find me. But then the more <laughs> you write, the more it's give me a chance. I want to talk too, you know, and it, and it just starts, it can't help but come out and, and show you how, uh, like you said, it trips you up. Right. Shining that light is so important. That's exactly right. You mentioned about breath awareness, breath, well, you didn't say breath awareness, but I'm going to say that. <laughs> Earlier in your book, um, the, in the beginning parts of it, you do examine a lot of the importance of our breath. And, and I've talked about that before on the show, and I'm, I'm very curious to get your intake, uh, a viewpoint of it. Could you show or share why you feel breathing is a fundamental tool to living a multi-orgasmic life? Absolutely. So breathing is something that we kind of take for granted and have even used as a way to put up a wall and not have to feel as much. The less air you're getting and the more you have shallow breaths just into your chest, the less you're feeling. So if you're hurt, you can become a shallow breather. You might even hunch your shoulders down. We all can tend to do that because of laptops and our phone. And, um, you know, we, we hunch over. We're not getting enough oxygen into our bodies. So we're lacking oxygen at a cellular level, which means that not only are we depleted, we're not getting rid of enough carbon dioxide. And the more that you bring air into your body, the more that you are actually taking care of and enriching your body, the more that you will feel better. And it really carries pleasure. Pleasure is carried through breath. And the more breath you can get into your body when you're in the bedroom, the better off you'll be. It can also serve as an incredible tool, as we all know, when we get angry or frustrated, it's best if we calm down and take a few deep breaths. And that helps center us and calm us because that air is actually enriching us. And the other flip side of that is you get that three o'clock in the afternoon lull, you can take short, quick breaths, and it will energize you. So it can calm you down, it can energize you. It's an incredible tool, and it's very quick. So I detailed various breathing techniques because they can be used in a myriad ways. And you can learn to have full-body orgasms just from breath alone. Can you go over the uh, the different kinds of breathing? Because I found them very interesting. There's a technique that I call the smile, smile your way to bliss breath, and you can fool your body and I mean, we're, it's amazing. If you put a smile on your face and you take a deep breath all the way, feel your belly expanding and exhale and just smile. And you can increase that by thinking of something that's made you happy recently or in the past and trick yourself into finding that pleasure point again. Life is meant to be fun and full of pleasure. 
that's part of life. Using your breath to kind of <sighs> bliss yourself out is a really incredible tool. As you were describing that, I was, uh, of course, doing it. And it does bring a, a sense of peace to you um, inside your body. It really and I does, right? Say, right, right. And, and I, but I will say that I know that feeling of being so closed off from your body that you're not even interested, or I'll keep it to me, um, I wasn't even interested in feeling my body. And and it's not so much it was an intentional thing. It was mm-hmm. more of uh, I was in such survival mode that it didn't even occur to me uh, to feel my body. And mm-hmm. I was very afraid of every emotion. Even in the beginning, I couldn't even tell you what I was feeling but I knew that there was something going on. How do you support people who are, I mean, I I realize that, you know, my story might be a little extreme, uh, but it kind of gives you the whole, the range, if you will. How how do you support people who um, are afraid of breathing? I know that sounds funny, doesn't it? No, I think that it I, I think that was a beautiful share and it's so poignant because unfortunately far too many people are experiencing that. And there's value of course in um deciding whether you need to seek some kind of professional assistance with getting through what might have happened to, to cause one to shut down. But at a certain point We have to let go of stories and find forgiveness and make peace with our past so that we can live. We all deserve an enriching and fulfilling life. And I know that it's incredibly scary, but it's far scarier to continue to live in that space and let life pass you by. And it's it's really critical to start bringing self-love and pleasuring technique, try and move through, and, and finding joys in your life is a really nice way to start reconnecting with emotions. I really like how you said that uh, because it's very gentle and it just kind of feels like, oh, this is this is about me, not you know, all this stuff I should be doing or could be doing, but to focus on bringing joy into my life. When I hear that, it's like a little light bulb. Oh, <laughs> that, you know, like that sounds fun. That sounds like something that I would like to explore. It's, it's interesting about this whole idea of worthiness. I like millions, maybe even billions of other people, um, really had to work on that, you know, and get rid of the shame and the feelings of not being worthy. Uh, But the truth is, is that when every child is born, just the fact that they are born, they are worthy. Animal is worthy of its needs, what it needs to to live a fair and, and healthy life. And all this other stuff, I'll call it stuff, 
although there's a lot of other words that I could think of, mm-hmm. just trashes it out, you know, that you're not worthy. And it just, it's like you just walked into a, a dumping ground or something, you know, where they throw trash and mm-hmm. they pour trash all over you. And you're still worthy. Just, it's funny how messed up everything can get so quickly and how so hard quickly. it is. To to come out of it. Or to shift and to question those voices of, like, well, where did I learn that? And do I really believe it? Because it is our inherent divine right to live a pleasurable and fulfilling existence. And finding pleasure in all the things in life. There's so much our food, our taking a shower everything can become so rote but there's so much pleasure that can be derived when we bring awareness to it and allow that for ourselves you remind me of and i know this is sound going to sound kind of funny but the cleanser i use for my face smells so good and mm-hmm. it smells like the ocean when i use that it brings pleasure to me. If it's only for a few seconds, it takes me to this space I really like. It feels really good. You know, you can find little things like that throughout your entire day. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And scents are a wonderful one to kind of shift our moods really quickly as well. I love that example. Yeah, scents are, are, are pretty powerful, aren't they? They are. They are. I love essential oils and such to kind of bring that awareness of, oh, right, now I'm, and it just so quickly can shift things. I love rose at certain times or lavender or, you know, like you said, the ocean scent. I have a new scrub that's hot chocolate scented. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very good. It's so yummy, and life is meant to be yummy. So bringing those practices in and taking care of yourself, the more that you're, for me, that's a body scrub. And so I know that, like, that's just, like, taking myself to the spa for a minute, you know. You can incorporate so many little things into life to bring that pleasure point back. And it it doesn't all have to be revolved around bedroom activities. Everything can, you can have pleasure in in all myriad ways. When you say, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, so if you don't know, that's cool, because I certainly don't know. Um, but do you know why that the sense of smell is so strong, has such a, a strong memory to it? I, I don't know. Do you know? I think the olfactory triggers certain areas of the brain that allow you to, it can as you said, attached to memories. And so it can it can help you get back to those happy memories really quickly. Yeah, I've just wondered about that. So I thought I'd, I'd ask you since I had you on the phone here <laughs> or in the interview, I guess I should say. I, I want to talk to you about an idea that I, I read in your in your book. And it's about this, um, how energy moves throughout our bodies even the energy of self-love, the energy of forgiveness, uh, and how intricately connected it is to the flow of our body's energy. I mean, Mm -hmm. can you help us to understand that connection? It almost 
reminds me of acupuncture or or chi, which is the right. energy. It's the same principle. So quantum physics, mechanics, science has shown us that we are all energy. And we think of ourselves as being this physical form. But when you can think of yourself as an energy body, it shifts this awareness to that we're this feeling, sensory, perception, energy, consciousness. It's really amazing. And as we've gone through life and had these different stories, we've stored them in that energy field in different ways. By moving energy through the circuitry of the body and it runs from the base of the spine up the back of the of the spine and then you put the tip of your tongue at the back of your top teeth, at the roof of your mouth, and it closes that circuitry so that it comes back down around the front and back up the spine and down the front. And you can learn to move the energy through the body. And one, it's very pleasurable. Two, it can help move those blocks through. So there are times when, as you said earlier, there are things that we deal with in life that we kind of stuff down and we haven't dealt with. And there are moments where we get angry or frustrated, but we can't be angry or frustrated in that moment. So we just stuff it down. And so by moving energy through the body, we're actually recharging the body and helping to remove those blocks. I want to ask you about the energy of like self-love, forgiveness. I never really thought about those as being stuck in a in a cellular form in our bodies and mm-hmm. you're you're saying that they are is that am i understanding you right yeah absolutely so self-love and forgiveness can we start with forgiveness oh sure um yeah so forgiveness work is something that you do for yourself because if you're carrying around stories of how something happened and you're angry, you're frustrated, you're the one that's living with that. You're the one that is going to be held back and not allowing yourself to have this rich, fulfilling life that we all were born to have because we were born, we deserve it. We deserve to be fulfilled. It's, it's the way it's supposed to be. It's our divine right. And if we're carrying these stories with us, but this happened to me and la, 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 or this person did this and you haven't forgiven it, it will completely shift the perception, whether you're conscious of it or not, of the way that you relate to the world. Self-love helps fill you up so that when you are fulfilled, when you are giving that love to yourself that you deserve, then you're not out there seeking it. You're not coming from a place of, but this happened and this is the way it's always going to be because this is the way it was or whatever the story is. You're filling yourself up. You're giving yourself the love that you deserve. You're taking care of yourself and that becomes right, I deserve this. I love myself. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of a beautiful, fulfilling, amazing life that excites me every day where I am deriving that pleasure from different things throughout the day. 
whether it's buying yourself a beautiful scented candle or special cleanser or your favorite hot chocolate scrub, (laughs) it's all those little things that help to foster that self-love place. And then instead of coming from that feed me, feed me from the outside world, you're already fulfilled. And that is something that turn on people around you like it lights you up and so it lights up your friends the people that you attract into your life because you're already fulfilled and I would assume that that sense of of feeling fulfilled also carries into our actual sex lives is that true so true the more that you are fulfilling yourself One, you already are not coming from a place of neediness, and that shifts things a lot in life. But you also know your own body, and so you're able to express it better. And being able to share with your partner what you like and need is sexy to the partner. I mean, it's great when people are able to express that, especially when you're able to express it in a beautiful way, like, oh, you know, I love it when you do this. And flashing back on, I loved it when you did this. It's sexy for for everyone. And then you're going to have a much more fun, fulfilled bedroom play as well. And believe me, there are enough ways to explore and play that would outlive all of us. You can keep exploring and playing and finding new things all the time. Well, that's that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I'm tempted to, you know, ask you about that, but I'm like, no, 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 I have to stay focused here. <laughs> uh, this, um, you know, you're talking about the forgiveness and the self-love and I I have found that when I hear forgive the word forgiveness for years when I heard that word I I immediately thought that I was supposed to forgive my I'll call my wrongdoers which just didn't fit for me at all I have learned that self forgiveness is what forgiveness is all about for me and I'm wondering when you're talking about it what your viewpoint is on that you know do we is it a forgiveness of the let's just say uh, the perpetrator or is it more a self-forgiveness of you did the best that you could at the time i think that it's a forgiveness of the situation and our ourselves any part of ourselves that we're holding as um having played a part in that I think regardless of the situation it can leave this kind of scarring and wounding that needs to be forgiven within ourselves as you said I am glad you you shared your thoughts on that that word is thrown around like like a soccer ball you know in our in our lives right now and the word forgiveness if you don't understand it or you can't find peace with it or maybe it makes you angry, it can really be a triggering situation. I, I appreciate you explaining that to us a little bit more. Before we continue uh, our questions with Antonia, I want to let everyone know that um, I, I do have a few 
more private mentoring opportunities available. And to learn more about my mentoring, email me at susan at conversationsofheal.com to schedule a complimentary 20-minute session. And I also want to let you know that at the end of our show, Antonia will be sharing her free gift that she has for everybody. And I encourage you to to stick around to um, learn about that or perhaps if if you can't hear the the whole show right now, come back and and take advantage of that. I I know that you won't be sorry. So getting back into the, the questions this might be a really big question. Uh, we'll see what we can do with it. I want to ask you how gratitude fits into all of this. Gratitude is an incredible tool, and it has become, again, like you said, with the soccer ball of forgiveness. Gratitude gets bounced around as this buzzword, but it truly, truly is transformative. The more that we look, I mean, we are—we have to look at ourselves as, as this kind of brain, computer brain, right? And the computer runs, 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 runs. And it's up to us to stop and look at the messages that are going through our heads and say, wait, is this what I really believe? Who's in control right now? Where did I get this message? Because it will just operate on its own. And that perception can shift the way that we relate to the world in what we attract, the people in our lives, our relationships, the way that we communicate. And when you're coming from a place of looking at things in gratitude and there's always something to be grateful for, then it shifts your perception so, so immensely. So if you're caught up in this fear place and you say, wait, What do I have to be grateful for? And you shift to gratitude. You can start counting your blessings. I have a roof over my head. I have a car that works. I have friends that love me. Whatever you have in your life that you can be grateful for. I woke up and got out of bed this morning. Whatever it is, from wherever place that you are, there's always something to give gratitude and thanks for. The more that you're doing that, the more it shifts so that you're not in that. You can't be in two places at the same time. You can't be coming from a fear place and a place of gratitude. It can shift your perception in an instant. I absolutely love what you just said. You can't be at the same place at both times. I hope our listeners like really get that. It's kind of funny when you think about it. You know, you think about like you're sad you can't be sad and happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Gratitude it can be so simple and have such a profound impact on your life. And while you may think that having a bed to sleep in isn't something to be grateful for, think about perhaps someone who doesn't have a bed. Your computer, I don't know, I'm looking around my office, paper, things that we take for granted is a good place to start for expressing our gratitude or experiencing being grateful for something. Absolutely. And especially in the Western culture, you know, we take a lot of things for granted and people, there are many people on this planet that don't have running water or, you know, that sort of like access to healthy foods. And I mean, there's just absolutely always something to be grateful for. 
and just encourage everyone to really think about that. Um, and along those lines, I want to ask you if among all the tools and all the wisdom that you have, all the wisdom that's in your book, what would be the one thing that you would want to share with the listeners to, so that they can begin uh, living, implementing, thinking about living a multi-orgasmic life? There are a lot of tools to help you lead a happy, filling, and really rich life. And the more that you have those tools, the the more you can draw upon whenever little glitches get in the way. And we all deserve to live a fulfilling and happy life that that brings joy to us every day. So I would really encourage finding what brings pleasure for you in life and following that. That's great. Even if that pleasure, like I shared earlier, is the scent of your your facial cleanser, I guess is the word. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's the little things in life after all, right? That's a starting point, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And and we all have to start somewhere, you know, (laughs) just a good way not to beat yourself up or just, you know, to practice experience. Antonia, can you tell our listeners about your gift and, and most importantly, where they can get it? If you go to my website, AntoniaHall.com, which is A-N-T-O-N-I-A-H-A-L-L.com, there is a free grounding meditation that you can use that helps you get centered and grounded. It is a very small, easy tool that has immense ability to keep you in the present moment where your power is and where those pleasures can most be found. That sounds wonderful. And it's there's no time limit on this. Is that correct? That's correct. You can find it anytime and download it and keep using it. I would recommend using it at least once a day. And you can also find more on my book, The Ultimate Guide to a Multi-Orgasmic Life, as well as find it on Amazon or on Ingram. Finding the little pleasures in life, I also am writing more there to help inspire people. Again, the writing is ever-expanding, right? (laughs) So you can find more of that on that as well. I'm just wondering if there was something that you wanted to share that I didn't bring up. The body is wired for pleasure, and the more that you can explore that, the more that you'll find it carries over. It has this ripple effect. And so, you know, we're we're taught that sex is sinful and it's shameful, and it's not. It's an inherent part of who we are. And it's also very juicy and creative. And so the more that you're moving it through your body, the more you're finding it in life, the more it will carry over and you'll start, wanting to find those passions and express that creativity. We're all inherently part of nature, and nature in and itself is not just sexual. It's creative. It's that same energy. And so I would say continue to play. We're meant to play and have fun. Life is supposed to be fun. And then these stories get in the way. And we're not our stories. We're not what happened to us in the past. We are worthy and lovable 
and supposed to express this pleasure. So I would say please play and explore and find your own joys in life. That's what I mean by living a multi-orgasmic life. It should be a multi-orgasmic life. I'm glad I asked you. That was very well put. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Don't forget to pick up Antonia's free gift at AntoniaHall.com. That you'll find a link to her website on the description portion of the the show. And also, I want to remind everyone again that you can learn more about my mentoring and by emailing me at susan at conversationsathill.com and we'll put together a time that we can sit down and have a 20-minute a complimentary chat. I just want everyone to know that I've been there and I know what it's like to be in a place where you don't see the possibilities of reclaiming your life. And on that note, I think Antonia's book is a really good tool to bring into not knowing how to reclaim your life. So, you know, if you want to, you know, just give me an email and um, we'll see what we can work out. Thanks again to Antonia. And again, I just want to say her website is antoniahall.com. Antonia, thank you so much for being on Conversations That Heal. Susan, thank you so much for having me. You're very, very welcome. You can listen to Conversations That Heal Radio on iTunes. Leave a comment to support us. And you can also follow us on Blog Talk for up-to-date announcements and leave a comment as well. A big thank you to all of you, my listeners, for joining me on this episode of Conversations at Heal. Remember that you all are a lovable and capable human being, and there is nothing that will take that away. Take care until the next show. Bye for now. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This year, I want to grow vegetables I can actually eat. I talk with Kat about watering and soil. I even suggested she plant beans because they release nitrates that nourish the soil. Ace is the place to learn. Beans really are the magical fruit. Now through Monday only, print out the coupon at acyber.com and get 25% off on regular priced item under $50. Offer valid through May 9th at participating stores. Limit one exclusions apply. See coupon. Must present coupon to redeem offer.